always amazes me. I'm just so grateful for your faithfulness. And I think when it's summer like this, nobody's going to turn up. But uh, just a great time I had this week just looking into the Word about this message. So I want you to turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. And we're going to look in just a minute at the sword of the Spirit. Let's pray. Father, we're just so grateful today as Ben led us in worship that, Jesus, that you have equipped us to win. And Lord, just remind us right now, Lord, through your word. We've already worshiped you in song, and Father, now we look to your word to know no matter what battles we face, you've equipped us. With. Even the battles, Lord, that we can't see, Tomorrow, the next day, or the next day. So, Father, we praise you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, just so grateful. I don't know if you can see. I, I think I asked uh, Debbie if she could put the, got another grandchild here. So, I thought I wanted to see that. So, well, it's kind of funny. It's different. Um, first of all, I can't believe I have, when I say I have five grandchildren, I'm like, Okay, somebody else is talking, you know? It's like, what? I can't believe I've got five grandkids. Anyway, so, uh, but just so grateful. And uh, to have uh, a little girl, uh, I've got four grandsons, and just have a little girl. I mean, even when I was there in the room with Novella, you can just tell, it's so funny, just even the, cr uh, the cries different of a little girl. It's just so funny, but... Uh, you know, I was telling a few of you, I, I am, I'm not a nervous person. I never have been. Uh, but when, about the last week of when my girls go into having, you know, whatever it is, you know, before they have their children, that whole last week, you know, I'm just like, man, I know, I know it's just, it's not good. And I'm not sleeping and I'm checking the phone all the time, you know. So finally, uh, you know, I, you know, well, I kept, Tell me the last couple days she started getting contractions and everything last weekend. So, so now like every hour I'm checking the phone. I'm not sleeping anything, you know. So she finally says last Friday, she says, Dad, uh, I just want you to know that the doctor said today if I don't go today, they're going to induce me tomorrow, which would be Saturday morning. I, okay. So now I'm even, you know, worse. So I'm checking the phone like every time I you know, not sleeping, looking at the phone, it's one, two, three. So I fell asleep from like 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. And I look at my phone at 5 a.m. and I see that, that she's called, not called, but I can see that she's messaged me and that there's an attachment. And I'm like, oh, okay. So uh, I hit it and look, and she's laying in bed with a baby. <laughs> and I'm like, what? So she, she this, you know, it's the third one. So she barely made it to the hospital with this one. So she had like an hour of labor and that was it. So anyway, so I'm just so thankful. And, uh, you know, it's just, um, it, it's, it's great. And I'm just so grateful to, to the good Lord and what he does. And, you know, isn't it amazing? You know, once you, you, know, you look at your kids, or your grandkids, and, you, and you're always, you know, you, you want to fight the battles for them or, or someone that you love or your mate or your husband or your wife. You, you want to fight those battles for them, but sometimes we have to fight the battle ourselves. There's no way we can get around it. We've got to do it. 
and uh, you know, as, as we look at God's word today, the sword of the spirit, God gives us a few weapons that we can face the enemy with. And those weapons are to equip us to know that we never lose with those weapons. One, Ben spoke last week on prayer. You can't lose when you go to the Lord in prayer. The Bible even says when we pray and we don't know what to pray for, he still hears our heart. We can't lose. You go to the Lord in prayer. A few weeks ago, we talked about how God's angels watch over us. And that's an outside protection. And we know that he protects us in that way when we go into battle. Well, today, we're going to look at the sword of the spirit. And, you know, other, I'm sure other pastors have noticed this, but I, I haven't noticed this. I'm sure they brought messages on it. But when you think of the sword of the spirit, the, the word word is in sword. And, and you think sword, well, right in there is the word when we think of it spiritually. So when you're thinking of the sword of the spirit, I want you to look at Ephesians chapter 6. And I thought I'd just read the whole few verses today because uh, one of these days I'm going to bring a series on the armor of God. But this is one of the most important weapons that we have as far as on the offense. What does God want us to do on the defense to begin with? He wants us to keep the armor. Notice what I say. He wants you and I to keep the armor of God on. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. In other words, all the different ways the devil comes at you. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, because of that, take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet within the preparation of the gospel of peace and above all the shield of faith, which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And then verse 17, which we're going to look at today. And take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And I've talked to so many people in the last week, and I know you, you, uh, you feel the same way. Don't you feel like, if you don't feel it, someone that you care for, someone that you work with, or someone that you're close with feels it. There's so much pressure today. Everybody's got this pressure on them. It might be at work. It might be relationships. It might be something that you're dealing with personally. But there's this pressure. And everybody that I talk to, whether I go to the hospital or I go to different places to see people, there's this pressure that we feel that's, that's just on us everywhere. How do, we, how do we break that down? How do we cut through that? Well, God's saying one of the ways that we do is the sword of the spirit. Well, what is that? What's the sword of the spirit? The sword of the spirit is right here. It's God's word. And how does it work? It's so basic when we look at it. The Holy Spirit in our life picks up the sword the sword. So in other words, your, your spirit grows down and picks up the Bible 
And, and as I love what there's one passage in the Bible says. It says, take hold. In other words, as you would hold something very tight in your hand. You know, you know when your kids are little and, and they're going across the street or they're going to a parking lot, you know how you hold their hand tighter than you hold them than anything else? There's a, there's a tightness that you hold on to them that you know no matter what they do, they're not getting out of that. Well, it's the same way. You and I need to hold on to the Word of God, grab it in our hand in such a tight way that it connects with our spirit, the sword of the spirit. So there's something going on here. The sword is the Word of God. We have it connect with our spirit, so we grab onto it. Do you know that no matter what you take the sword with, and no matter what you're going to go through, we're going to look at this in just a minute. You take this book, God's Word, which is real and true and living. That's why every, every Sunday, which I, when, I, when I see each and every one of you walk through this door, I know that you've already been blessed. You've been blessed because you, have, you chose today, no matter how busy your life is, many of you working all the time, or, or it's just an effort to get here, whatever it might be, but you chose to, to worship the Lord Jesus, this day, this first day of the week, to worship him. Because of that, you worship him on this day, which is the day Jesus rose from the grave. Never forget that. By his power of the resurrection, that's how we live. We live with that power. The devil couldn't do anything to hold him in the grave. By that same power, the sword of the spirit, the spirit of God that lives within you, grabs a hold of that Word of God. And you know what? Every time, this is it, every time that you swing that sword, no matter what you face, do you know that you'll win? Now, here's where we are today. Why do so many people struggle today? In the world, let's just take the world. Because they don't know anything at all about this. Nothing. And so, you know what they're trying to, to fight their, their battles with? If they just work hard enough, if they do whatever they can do, if they, and, and you fill them in, if they have just enough finances, if we, and, and, and do all these different things, and we're going to just break through that. If I just think positive, and no matter how, what is going on, if I just think always positive, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to battle through this. And why... Why do they lose? Because the devil's powers is so mighty in this world. But always know, no matter how powerful the devil is, you have authority. There's a big difference. The devil might have power, but you have... Let me give you a great example. When you're tempted or I'm tempted, what, what do we do? Do you know all we have to do is say no or walk away? And for that point in time, it's over. That's how powerful that you and I have because we have, Jesus says, I'm leaving this world, but I give you my authority in my name. It's been spoken last week. Anything that we ask in the name of Jesus, we will be equipped to win with. The devil wants you to forget that today. He wants you to think, oh, this is not going to work. And 
I'm just exhausted. I, you know, and I'm just going to, you know, and I'm just going to, uh, what's on TV tonight, you know? And you just sit down and you just go. Do you ever get on YouTube, if you're on YouTube, and it has an algorithm. An algorithm is just going through everything and it kind of picks out kind of what you like and it'll pop some. And something pops on YouTube and you're going through and you think, what am I watching this for? What is this? You know, about some, you know, I, I was, I like to look at different things on uh, race cars or, or muscle cars, you know, and, and this thing popped up the other night on the most elaborate garage in the world. <laughs> and I popped it open, you know, and it's going through this guy. This guy's got about a, he's got a garage, but I'm not kidding, between the garage and the cars, it's about $50 million. Can you believe that? I mean, it was unbelievable. So I'm thinking, you know, what, what, what am I doing here? Now, here's what happens. Before you know it, the television or YouTube or the computer with that stupid thing called Facebook, and you go to bed mad that night because someone defriended you. What is this all about, what we're living in? Now, what am I getting at? In just a, I, I think in just a few days, uh, you know, I, I believe it's every July 4th they have that, what is it, that hot dog eating contest? You know what I'm talking about? Within 10 minutes, a guy eats like 70 hot dogs. It's just so disgusting. I, I can't even watch the whole thing. Anyways, it, and it's always on the news at night, you know. Now, if that guy can eat 70 to 80 hot dogs in 10 minutes, think about it. He's eating, right? Hey, how much of this can you digest in just 5 or 10 minutes? Think about it. God's word is so powerful. I guarantee you, I challenge you that you are equipped. Take hold of that sword. Now, here's what happens. The sword is the word of God. And, it, and when you grab it with your spirit, there is a connection there. There is a catalyst that happens that you and I can't explain. But it gives you this, this power. It isn't amazing the last 10 years it, it's unbelievable. Every other movie has been about superpowers, right? Super people, whoever they might be. And they're able to have all these things that they can do. And I think, why has that become so popular? Because people are looking for someone to fight their battles. And they go into a movie just for an hour or two to see, oh, this, per I, this person won. This, somebody won. They fought this battle, whatever. I, I want you to know whatever battles you're facing right now, here's what, God's, what God tells us about his word. When you take that up, whatever it is that you're facing, and we're going to look at a few of those in just a minute, you grab the word of God and you've got it as the sword and you go, whatever the devil comes at you with, and you go to cut through whatever it might be, do you know what God says about his word? Not every other time. Not once out of ten times. Not, not 90 out of 100. God says in Isaiah 55, every time that you use his word just a few minutes every day, you are willing to pick the sword up. He's equipped you now. Whatever you're going to face today or tomorrow, he's equipped you. You're getting ready to cut through that. It says, every time you swing a sword, Isaiah 55, his word never, ever, ever comes back void. 
You know what that says? Every time you swing the word God, you never lose. He always hits the target, and he cuts through exactly at the time that you need him to cut through it. Right at the time, you don't think you're going to make it. You don't know what to do. You've relied on his word. His word is truth. He never lies to you. you. It's so amazing that when you pick the word of God up today, he's, he knows exactly what you're going to go through tonight. Or you pick it up tonight for tomorrow. He gives you exactly what you need. And the reason that so many people are struggling today, you know why? Because they're not in a word. The word is a weapon. The sword of the spirit. You and I have made our life too complicated and too complex because we haven't taken the time to use God's weapon that he's given us. What else does it say? We're going to look at just a, another few more verses today in the same passage. In first, or I'm sorry, Second Peter chapter 1 2 Peter chapter 1 and verses 2 and 4. Grace and peace be multiplied to you. Notice that he's not saying he's adding it. He's multiplying it. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in what? In knowing, in the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. His divine power, in other words, it's supernatural. His divine power has given to us all things, not just some, everything that you're going to face. If you don't know the answer today, he's going to give you the answer tomorrow. If you don't know it tomorrow, he's going to give it to you next week. He's going to give you the answer because he tells us he, you have the divine nature that in all things that pertain to life, that's what we do every day. Anything that, that, that you're going through. And God in this through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which he has given to us exceedingly. In other words, you, you know, when you, when you cut through whatever it is with the word of God, it completes. You say, what, what do you mean now? It's what I mean by that exceedingly. He's going to come through so much more than you could ever imagine if you're willing to trust him. You say, what is that trust factor? The trust factor is just willing to pick the word up because you and I are saying, ah, this is not, he's not going to change, she's not going to change, my finances are going to change, all these things I'm going through, all this, it's, no, it's no good. I, I don't know, I'm not going to do this. God's saying, you've got to trust me. He says, if you're willing to believe, I'm going to do something exceedingly great in your life. How does he do that? He does it this way. Through his great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. It's not complicated. When you go to cut through his word, What's the word that he has you cut through with? It's his promises. He's promised you and I that we will always win. His word never comes back void. So I'm here to tell you today, if you're struggling right now, you're just not equipped enough. In other words, you're just not in a word a few minutes. You're in a word a few minutes. You're going to pick it up and you're going to win. 
And if I say, well, you know, just the promises of God, and you're going to leave here today and say, okay, the promises of God. Okay, you know. And that's, that's how we live. You know, do you ever remember the Charlie Brown, uh, you know, when they had the, the, the TV shows, you know, the Charlie Brown shows, you know? And, and I always want to say it's Pigpen, but it's not Pig. You know, Pigpen, when he walks, you know, he's got that dirt swirling all around him all the time. You know, you remember that? But I think it's, it's not this, but it's that other, I don't know if it's the teacher or the parent, whoever it is, but when, when the teacher or the parent talks, it's not like Charlie Brown's talking to all his friends. It's like, wah, 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 wah. You know, you remember that, right? That's how I feel sometimes when I'm speaking to you. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm up here and so you yeah, yeah, just sitting there. Okay, you got another 10 minutes. We'll be out here. You know, I did what I needed to do. And you know, that's it. You're gone for another Sunday. When I said that about his process, so what I want to do right now, I want to give you quickly. When you pick his word up, and it's so powerful and so strong, you go to cut through. Let me just quickly give you 10 promises that are in his word that when you go to cut through, these are what you're winning with. And I'll just quickly go through this. One, first thing, most important, eternal security. That's why the Lord says, when you put on the helmet of salvation, you're secure. Now, where, where's your battle at? You know where your greatest battle is? It's right here. It's in our mind. Your emotions flow from that. The way you feel flows from that. Your heart and everything. So the devil is going to come at you in your mind. If you and I always have hope that we know the Lord no matter what because he has saved me. I am secure in him. I always have hope. That's his promise. I'm secure. We always have hope because I know I'm saved. I know no one can pluck me out of his hand. That's number one. Number two, you're forgiven. You and I, were flawed human beings. We're not perfect and we're going to need to mess up. We say things, we do things, Lord, forgive me. And we do that and he washes us clean again. And we can go about and being victorious in whatever battle that we face. And, and the same as others need to come to you for forgiveness or you need to go to them. It is a, it's this act of forgiveness. It's unbelievable. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. He's forgiven you. We know that when we go, and this, here's what the devil does. He comes in your head and he gets at you and he gets at me. by, You know what? The Lord's not going to do this or that for you. Look at your past. Look what you used to do. You think the Lord is going to do that for you? Yeah, because I've been forgiven. Everything I do, I do because I've been cleansed through the blood of Jesus Christ. I've been forgiven. You cut through. What's the third thing? You have his unconditional love. You know what's so important today in our society we live in? I remember when I was going to high school on a basketball team with one of the guys on the team. No big deal. I would, he lived to do. At the time where we were living in Springfield, they had, uh, they had the boys' home. And one of the guys on the team lived in a boys' home. And I would always take him after practice or on a team. And I would drop him off at the boys' home. And I would go home. And same thing went on for, a couple, I think, a couple years. Anyways, do you know when you turn 18 at the boys' home, either 18 or when you graduate from high school, you're done. You're, you're just like, look, that's it. 
you're put on, a, on the street. That's it. Most of them don't know their parents. They don't know what their background was or it's so unbelievably dysfunctional. What do they do? What, what do they do? Now, now, let me multiply that over and over and over and over again today. Do you know in Los Angeles County that there are 60,000 homeless people? In Los Angeles County, that's not just down the city, the whole county, 60,000 homeless people. Something burnt down in that person's life. We can blame it on wherever we want to, but you got to go back to somewhere in their childhood. Something burnt down. Do you know the weapon that, that we're given and we give to people that, that never were loved like that? How that what they experience, what we experience, that God unconditionally loves us. Do you know the confidence that gives you when you go into battle? That you've got someone that so loves you, he's always got your back. The Bible says our front and our rear guard. Fourth, you know, what's another promise God gives us? You don't know what to do, right? I don't know what to do in many situations. You know what God tells us in his word? I think Ben touched on it last week. Wisdom. All we have to do is ask him for wisdom. And he says, I'll give you as much as you need. Now, I'm not getting on you when I, when I say this right now because I'm just as guilty of it as you are. But this last week, as we go through struggles, how many times did you ask the Lord for wisdom? That's a weapon. God says in his word, I will give you, as, you ask me as much as you want, I'll give you wisdom for exactly what you're going through. The fifth thing, God is always faithful. Here's when we give up. We get down in a battle. You, you can fight that. You, you know, you can, you can have that positive thinking. Go, you can do that for about a year or so. But you know what? Let, let that battle go on two, three, four, five years. Man, you can try everything you want to. You just get numb from it, right? But God is faithful. What am I saying? What I'm saying is this. Always know that as you go into that battle, that you think, and here's where we give up. You think that you've lost. God is faithful. We never lose as a believer. He's faithful. He's going to win that. He's going to give you a way of prosperous and success as he's told Joshua. I've given you this promised land. We look at his promises today. I've equipped you to win. The giants are in the land. I'm faithful. You stay with me. You won't lose. No matter what the battle looks like, he's faithful. No matter what it looks like, no matter how long it takes, the weapon that you have is to know in his word, God is faithful. Sixth. You're always protected. See, a lot of times we don't want to go into battle because we think, man, I, 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 I'm not strong enough. You're always protected. Now, I remember a few weeks ago I talked about how the, in Psalm 91, 
You know, you always have, you've got at least two angels watching over you. At least two. God's always protected you. His word has equipped you to protect you, to give you strength, the armor of God that we put on. Do you know what your greatest battle is? We talk about it in here. You know what our greatest battle is? Our greatest battle we'll ever face is to believe. Not everything the devil throws at you. See, is to believe today to know that you can go into battle because God is faithful and you're protected. We don't want to go into those battles because we, we think that we're going to lose. The step of faith, knowing that we're protected and God is faithful. Your greatest battle is to believe that God has already won. You and I as a believer, we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. Sunday, we worship the day Jesus rose from the grave. Victory over death, hell, and the grave. A couple more and we'll close. He's given you peace. I can, I can tell you right now, today or tomorrow, but you would go through his word and all the verses on peace, your situation is not going to be solved overnight. It's just not going to be. Maybe once out of a hundred times, it'll, the Lord will come through just so fast that it just would be unbelievable. But most of the time, it's going to take a while. And through that time, God says, I will give you peace. There's a calmness, a calmness to know no matter how long this goes on, no matter what's taking place, I've picked God's word up. And in his word, he tells me, relax, come to me, all ye that are heavy laden. What does it say in the message? And I will teach you my rhythm of grace. Relax, whatever you're going through, God's giving you his peace to fight that battle. Finally, a couple more. Fulfillment. You know, it is an amazing. I, I thought when I was looking at that guy that had that, that car garage and all his feet, it is unbelievable. And any muscle car or fast car, any, any exotic car you could think of, you know, the one that's, there's a couple cars he's got are worth a couple million dollars, the whole thing. And, and I'm thinking, and I'm watching this guy and he's going around and saying, I'm thinking, where is his soul? So I'm thinking. Everything was perfect. The floors are perfect. All, he had all along the wall. He had special drawers for each car. When all the everything, all the details of the car, and the, everything had to do with the car. There was certain with everything labeled. And it was. It was. Then where's this guy's soul? God has placed eternity in our hearts. Everybody, but you and I, as a believer, when we accept Christ. There's a fulfillment. Hey, yeah, it might not be exactly the way I want it to be, but man, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a peace because I'm fulfilled. A couple more and we'll close. You're going to prosper. And you know, I, I was thinking for a you know, I, it, it, since City Church has started and, you know, five years old and everything, I've, I've never brought, and I'll share this with you, I've never brought. Um, you know, a full, uh, a, a whole message on, 
on giving and, and tithing and all that. And the reason being is because of whether it's on YouTube or here, there's so many people that are, are watching that uh, if I brought a whole message on, on you know, finances and, and tithing and the whole thing, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose them for that message. Now, will I, will I touch and bring in tithing and bring in what it means to give in, in message like I'm going to right now? Yes, but I just want you to know that's why I really don't bring a whole message up because there are, there are television evangelists out there that are asking $65 million for their jet, right? So... All of a sudden, you bring a visitor for the very first time, and I'm going to bring a whole message on money. You know, it's just, they're going to think, oh, gee, what I, you know, they're going to say, what am I here for? And you're going to say, what I bring them for today, you know, right? I'm not going to do it, but I am going to say this, and I want to interject this. I've never seen, it, it, it come to, it's, it's another thing, God's promise. He says, if you tithe, if you give to me, I will open up the windows in heaven, and I will pour out you an abundance of blessing. He says, the only verse, he says, try me. God is going to bless you, bless me, because his word says, if we just give 10% of what we have, now, here's what, I'm, what I want to share with you. I've been doing this almost 40 years, and I have seen all through my ministry, I've never seen a person ever, they might not be, take overnight, but who has faithfully given, who's tithed and, and, and followed God's principles. I've never seen a person over the period of their life that I've been able to see now with so many people ever once be not blessed. Every one of them. There's never been an exception. Now, has there been times in their life that it's been like this? But, but God always brings it up. He, he always honors his word. You can't outgive the Lord. You can't do it. And finally today, which I love, is he's promised us to fight with that weapon in this flawed world with us in it, restoration. Isn't that amazing? You know, I saw there was a, a lady who just recently passed away, and she talked about she was dying, and she was able to restore uh, with her stepdaughter, restore that relationship before she passed away. She talked about it, and they talked about it in the article because it was so important. God promises us restoration. See, when we surrender and give our life to him and we pick up that battle and all of us have it, we all have it in relationships. But he says, I'll restore to you, it's his word, I'll restore to you the years the locusts have eaten. Now, we quote that a lot, but the Lord says it three times in there. There's three different types of locusts. The first army, if you want to say a locust comes through, rips everything through the second and the third. By the time the third army of locusts, if you will, it's just like this big wall in the sky comes through. Everything has been leveled. See, first the leaves are taken off the trees, then the trees, and then, and then the dust. Are, I mean, it's just gone. And the good Lord says, even though it's gone, that you might think it's gone, give it to me. And watch how I can restore the years the locusts have eaten in your life. Trusting today. The greatest battle that you and I will ever face is to believe in the promises of God's word. 
take up the sword of the Spirit, you'll never, ever lose. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. You know, as our heads are bowed, I, I want you to think uh, about something as you as you're, you have this quiet time. As you think about those those ten areas, is it the unconditional love? Is it forgiveness? Is it understanding God's faithfulness? Is it asking for wisdom? Is it protection or or you're afraid you need peace? or that fulfillment, or whatever it might be, or, or that restoration, what is it? Ask the Lord, Lord, equip me today in your word to believe what I'm facing right now, that I will take your promises, I will pick up the sword, which is the word of God, and you connect with my spirit, and you will cut through whatever it is the devil has put in front of me. God said to Joshua as he went into the promised land, you don't have to fear. You don't have to be afraid. I will be with you. No man can stand before you all the days of your life. You'll be prosperous and you'll have great success. Will you trust Jesus today in that way? If you're here today and you don't know him as your Savior, all you have to do is pray, Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I ask you to come into my heart. I believe that you are God's son and you shed your perfect life and blood for me on the cross of Calvary. And I ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. In Jesus' name. If you've not prayed it, pray that prayer. If you want to come forward today and pray with me, I'll pray that prayer with you. Father, we thank you that you have given us the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Father, if there's someone here today that doesn't know you as their Savior, may they accept you as Ben leads us in this invitation song. And Father, we'll be careful to give you the praise in Jesus' name.